Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, everyone. We are back here. Oh, hang on. I might have started that a bit too early. <laughs> it's okay. I'll cut it. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Eat, Sleep, Suplex, Retweet. Hello everyone, we are back on Saturday Draft Live and as you all know, if you've seen through the, on our Twitter, on Suplex Retweet, you will have seen that is the, the non-point scoring week on the Fantasy League of the Draft is the transfer window week, the best week of the season. This is where uh, competitors in the league will transfer out uh, superstars that form part of the fantasy team that aren't performing too well for, for someone that's not been drafted that's really going to colour favour for them for the rest of the season there's also trades uh, internal transfers between the competitors as well as part of the league so we're going to go we're going to break through down all the all the transfers that's occurred we'll talk about old points and new points and the trades that have taken place throughout because there's been trades this season there's, it's, it's all it's, it's all it's all kicked off and I'm joined by none other than Ryan Wish for this episode Ryan how you doing? I'm absolutely fantastic, Jack. I have been off for a few weeks, but I'm finally back, and I'm ready to rock and roll, Jack. Graham. Excellent, excellent. It'll be, it's, it's, the transfer window also is the big long season, and usually, usually money in the bank is a bit earlier. Money in the bank would have already happened by now, and it usually happens the kind of Monday after money in the bank. But in terms of how the pay per views are set out, maybe not in a timeline sense of the kind of date of which the transfer windows happened. But in a kind of WWE timeline sense, the transfer window is a bit earlier, having that an extra pay per view after it, not just a run into SummerSlam. Yeah, I think that'll be a big difference. I think um, in terms of uh, taking advantage of transfers and uh, abusing it, in terms of having that extra uh, premium live event to take advantage of, so um, it'll be quite interesting to see. Aye, absolutely. And uh, with the with the transfer window, the way the way it's always kind of worked is. It will go from whoever's last place in the table. So it was, it was, it was Russell Cloud was last, so he was, he was getting a transfer first. And it will go after, through each competitor all the way up to Chris Lopez, who was sitting in first place. And for whatever, whatever transfer you did carry out, you took a five-point penalty in the hope that you'll get that then points back with your with your superstar as you, as you, as you go on. So I think there's enough, enough jibber-jabber riding, enough, enough turn and throw, and I think it's time to, to get into it. Are we ready? Absolutely, Jack. Absolutely. So, as I said, Ross was making the first transfer of the season, and his, his strategy of trying to fuck others didn't really work well with his tag team. I don't believe they got many points at all. I think it was about 11 points they got for the season. Moxley and Claude over he's out. And you would think they would transfer a tag team straight away, but he didn't. He's, he's, he's employed a new strategy, and, and we'll see later on. He gets a tag team and a, and a, a later transfer, but he did bring in none other, none other than the phenomenal one, AJ Styles. Now, AJ Styles wasn't, also wasn't drafted by anyone, which is the kind of the, 
the Rollins are this and uh, had a pre-window score of 20 what, what, what do you make this transfer is it with his original original strategy to then taking a, a hot commodity of AJ Styles how, how are you feeling um, yeah I think it I think it's quite a positive one. Um, AJ didn't really appear on Divisional just after we drafted, I believe. And he's now got himself in the feud with Karrion Cross, um, which I think has a lot of potential for him. And the mix of Mod and Moxley and Claudio didn't quite work out. So it's a pretty, I'd say, a safe choice to make, but a decent one nonetheless. One that, considering Ross's table, uh, positioning the table, we kind of had to kind of make a make a choice like that pretty pretty quick. He couldn't he couldn't kind of dilly dally about and what transfers he was wanting to make. So and getting a kinda of, uh, established name in the draft of AJ Styles as a as a great start for him. But then uh, the next transfer that took place not surprising to see this happening. May may not so much with Andy but in general this home is definitely going to transfer uh, this person. But Ricochet was transferred out in place of CM Punk, who's making his return tonight, I think it's tonight, on yes. uh, for Collision. Uh, he's in a six-man tag match, but obviously he won't get the points for it this week. How often will CM Punk wrestle between now and that end of the season point at SummerSlam? I don't know, but Saturday seems to be the home for CM Punk. And if anything's to go by, he's going to appear every week at least. Yeah, um, good old uh, Saturday Night Slam Down or whatever Central called it. But... Um I don't know, I think he'll be the same as before. He won't wrestle a lot, but he'll be on the first show tonight, so he won't get score for that. It'll be a repetitive thing where he shows up for promos and appearances, and then we'll wrestle at whichever the following premium live event is. Don't quote me on what that is. What one is it next? Uh, Money. Aye, but I don't think that's going to be in the season. I think. Oh, it, okay. I think All In is potentially just after SummerSlam. I will. I'll, I'll do a quick double check on that. So it's either one all in might begin, but uh, oh no, August twenty seventh. I think SummerSlam is earlier than that. Let me just double check. Uh, what's this is all loading up? So SummerSlam twenty twenty three. Yeah, fifth of August. So there's not going to be any AWP review. Oh, bad. Right. Okay. Um, even out with that, I think it's a strong decision anyway. CM Punk's going to be the face of that uh, programme, whether you like it or not. And uh, Andy will capitalise on that. So I can't really fault too much for the choice. It would be an interesting one considering Ricochet is going to be in the Money in the Bank match. I don't imagine he'd win it, but he seems to be in a kind of mini programme anyway with uh, Bronson Reed and Shinsuke Nakamura. So with would the... Would they, the limited wrestling matches that CM Punk will have compared to the limited appearances and wrestling matches that Ricochet have, is it would Ricochet get more points than CM Punk during that from now until the end of the season? Will Ricochet get more points? Uh, I'm going to say no based on one thing, whereas I don't think Ricochet's winning one in the bank, and I think the two people he's kind of involved with need the ones more than he does. Like Shinsuke is kind of revitalising where he is on the card, whereas Bronson needs a new talent come up from NXT or come back from um, being away from the company. So I think they need the wins more. Ricochet is going to suffer a bit. He's going to be the typical high flyer flipper in the money back match, but he's not going to win it. So I think there'll be a lot of losing when it comes to Ricochet. He'll be on television, but he won't win a lot of matches. So I think it's um, 
I think is a fine choice to make. Aye, absolutely. And then we'll go. Grant, Grant had his had his transfer next. It was no surprise to Dakota Kai getting transferred out. It was much in the same position as as, as me, which we'll talk later on. But uh, Dakota Kai also got injured pretty early in the season. Had transfer so on out, and he went for one that I was pretty surprised about. I thought somebody else. I thought another competitor would have been picked up before. This one, which we'll talk about in a couple of uh, transfers later, but Willow Nightingale came in for for Grant zero points, is is being featured a bit more on AW program of recently. Uh, I believe she's getting involved in Collision tonight as well, so she could be one of the big faces on that. Mm-hmm. Were you surprised that it was Willow Nightingale going over? Uh, I think considering some of the picks after uh, Grant, which I'll not give away too much. I think it's a bit surprising, but if she's so prominent on the card, or might be prominent tonight, Grant will know better than anybody. So getting rid of somebody that's not going to score, or somebody with potential when you're third bottom, I'm not going to argue too much against your case. Um, but as I said, I think there might have been better options, which we'll talk about very soon. Aye, and then uh, one of our listeners league competitors for the season, Ross Brady, uh, it's much the same vein as that. It had to transfer out Bond Strowman. Uh, I mean, he's got quite a serious concussion. He's going to be out for a relatively long period of time. Uh, I don't think he actually got any points during the season as well. I don't think he managed to appear. But uh, has transferred someone that's not got any points, but will also be featured tonight on Collision. Potentially be a, a split between Ring of Honor and Collision just to kind of get the star power in. None other than the TV champ of Ring of Honor, uh, Samoa Joe. Oh, he's got he's got no points right now because he's not featured on AEW. He's been on Ring of Honor, which has been getting for points. But now that collision is coming into play, and if Ring of Honor titles do get defended in that show, it will count. This is this. I think this could be a potentially quite a quite a, a smooth move for for Ross here. Yeah, I think this is going to be quite a good one for uh, Ross having a potential title opportunity between now and SummerSlam. I know it's not too many weeks away when you think about what five, six weeks six weeks away. Um, not a lot of time to get the points, but you gotta go for champions and some more joys sitting there. Um obviously Braun Strowman's not really he's, he's injured, isn't he? So he's not been on television for a while. So um yeah, I like this pick. This is a good this is a good uh, transfer, I'd say. And then we're we're on to the kind of the transfer that we may have alluded to compared to to when Grand Grand drafted Mill Nightingale. Stephen made a transfer, I think I'm not sure if he would have made this transfer straight away, but I think when the opportunity came up, it was a no-brainer to do it, because if he wasn't going to do it, someone else would have, like, straight away. And uh, he transferred out Dragon Lee and brought in someone that appeared back at Double or Nothing, won the TVS Championship, Chris Statlander. Now, Double or Nothing wasn't a long time ago, and she's already racked up 19 points where she made her return. Why didn't Grant take uh, Chris Statlander when the option was there? And how good a get is that for Stephen to start climbing up the table properly to challenge that kind of topper, that topper, topper echelons at the standings? Yeah, I, I'll go ahead and say it. This is, before we go, obviously go into the rest of the transfers, this is the best transfer of the week. I'll go ahead and say that just now. I think that's the best. You capitalise on uh, the rest, not uh, taking advantage of having Chris. Um, but Stephen needs that little bit of reach to get to that top half of the table because obviously Chris, Matt and 
Gary are quite a bit ahead, I believe. But um, this, this is, this is if you got to make risks, you got to go for it. And Chris is scoring well. You, you just have to jump at it again. Previous argument, um, having a champion, a fresh champion as well, you got to take advantage of it. And Chris is going to do that. Um, Dragon Lee was a good choice for beginning of the season, I believe. I still stand by that. It's not quite worked out for Stephen, so I get, I understand why he got the chopping block. I Stephen's kind of loitering around the bottom half of the table. At, uh, 115 points. Yeah, it's still pretty close to like, uh, again, near, the, near the top three, but uh, someone like Chris Tatlander is going to absolutely help getting him all the way up that top pitch. So I think this is, as you said, it's probably the best transfer. Yeah, of the I agree. Also, I won't say, I'll caveat that the transfer window hasn't ended. So those transfers can be made today and tomorrow. Yeah. So uh, if anything happens, check that out on Central. Uh, We'll, we'll break down the kind of couple of transfers that are made if any are made after Smackdown maybe some might get made tomorrow after collisions we've got to wait and see if not we'll kind of give a, a breakdown of how, how everyone's looking after that anyway but we, we move on to the, the, the next transfer of uh, David Hockney and uh, I, I, I feel this transfer has kind of proved me right Brian I, <laughs> I, I spoke about this a lot this season that I was so confused as to why uh, Hockney drafted this tag team he was adamant they were going to do well or how prominent they were featuring. He did transfer, he did draft an LWO to start with. It hasn't worked out for him. Such a surprise. Transferred them out and he's brought in Young Bucks. Now, since they came back with Kenny on Mega, they didn't get drafted to begin with. They've, they've, they've been quite roaring and raving of, of how things are going, but they're, they're, they're back. They're, they're, they're being featured in matches and whatnot, uh, collision coming up as well. They might get featured in that at some point. I think even even if they don't do it great, I think it's still going to be better than LWO, given the the the, the namesake of the Young Bucks in itself. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I do think LWO had the potential to be an okay pick, but not potentially be a great pick. Um, at the end of the season, uh, it's worked out to be not a great pick at all uh, <laughs> I have a cheek to say that but yes um, but I think uh, Young Bucks they should have went for at the beginning of the season were they on television actually at the beginning of the season when they didn't come they didn't come back until uh, Kenny Omega came back I'm sure right okay fair enough then. Um, but I'm sure they've, they've, they've it says in the preschool they've got zero points but I'm sure they've featured uh Quite a few times. They have other individual points or six each. So it'd be six points for the tag team overall. Right, okay. Um so not much of a difference, but I think going forward Young Bucks will be a better um tag team to have than the LWO. So um not an exciting um transfer I would say, Jack, but um makes total sense to me. Uh, the, the next one was Scott, obviously drafted Bill Hobbs and lost the title straight away. Uh, for the TNT title the curse of TNT title continues in this draft which it done, didn't, all, didn't uh, work out for Scott but is, is drafted in a, a newbie to the draft and kind of being featured heavily might be a bit part of Forbidden Door was part of the turn with Don Callis I believe uh, Konosuke Takashita is now part of the of, of Scott's team uh, well, how, how, how do we feel about, about this pick given kind of the, the, the given the kind of countless storyline <laughs> that Kenny Omega is in right now yeah, I think uh, I will say first of all, uh, Will Hobbs losing that title so fast was quite entertaining, and I'm very sorry, Scott, 
But um, that, that could have went a lot better for you, and I understand why you picked Will. Um, I, th- I still think uh, Takeshita, there you go, Jack, is a, right. a decent oh, choice. Sorry. It's not Takeshita or whatever you said. Uh, <laughs> don't, don't ask me to say the first thing because I don't know. Um, but no, uh, Takeshita, um, going forward, is going to be a great choice, I think. Uh, heavily involved with um, Kenny Omega and uh, Don Callis. So I think that's a great choice going forward. Um, Storyline and wrestling as well. So uh, I understand the choice completely. Class, excellent. And then we move on to our, our, our next one. Uh, is none other than myself, obviously. I had to get rid of Liv Morgan uh, the, 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 the saving grace for it was that she was a tag team champion at the time never lost the tag title points which was good but uh, she was injured and had to, had to get rid but I, I brought in none other than uh, Trish Trash's kind of protege our, our wee sidekick for the time sitting with 18 points overall uh, was Zoe Stark now uh, uh, the, the, the thinking I had was that she was going to be featured quite a bit going to be in Money in the Bank Probably won't lose that much going into uh, the SummerSlam pay-per-view, where she'll probably just be at the side of the ring. Uh, I kind of thought up a consistent point scare, hopefully. And I think I, had, I, had just, I just had to get rid of it. I couldn't think of it all the time. And I thought Zoe Stark was the right choice there, Ryan. Uh, yeah, I think in terms of the transfer at this point in time, Zoe Stark was quite a safe choice. Obviously, the bargain wasn't going to get any points issues uh, out of action just now. So he started also being involved with uh, Trish status. Thank you, Trish. So um, un- I completely understand the choice. Um, I do think there's high potential with uh, Zoe as well. Um, whereas Liv wasn't offering you anything, so I completely understand why he transferred her. Uh, it, just, it, was, it, was, it was the to me. Poor, poor Liv. Uh, she was sending me 11 points overall, so we stuck. Uh, just being kind of brought up after the, the, the draft has got 18 so hopefully well, the thinking I had was that it would continue in that kind of trajectory and then yourself Ryan I did say someone was going to draft Max from the old models everyone thought it would be me but it wasn't me it was you yes. uh, they unfortunately got zero points but you've now brought in the after after Smackdown the, a number one contenders to the, the undisputed tag team titles of uh, Pretty Deadly yeah They've they've kind of stormed the scene. Sneak the stormed the scene on on SmackDown right now. Uh, they've they've got they've they've won that kind of gauntlet match. I think is is what it was. So having kind of fe- featured as well a bit of Austin Theory's Goonies. So uh, what was your thinking about getting that tag team? So match meal models didn't work out. I think there was potential, there was rumours of working with Alpha Academy, but they kind of axed it. So I didn't get any points at all from good old MMM. So I had to get another tag team that I thought was the best option. I feel there wasn't many tag teams to choose from. I wasn't really interested in like the OC or anyone like that. And I thought they had smacked down um, by storm, like you just said, with Austin Theory and getting involved with the tag uh, titles. Um, I just thought there was the most potential there. So I just went with potential, and I think Fred uh, Deadly was the best one to go by. I for sure, and hope, uh, you'll be. I think that will be a good. I think that will work out for you, and you'll be quite happy with that. Uh, after, after. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo, and we lost track of time. <gasps> 
No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. After yourself, Kenny Omega was, was transferred out for, for, for Tom Brock and Craig to the surprise of a, of a few folk, but... Once a tag team was transferred away of Claudio and Moxley, mm-hmm. Tom brought in John Moxley as his uh, as his drafting superstar next. So that's my first whatever you can call him. Uh, John Moxley as a singles pick, I think, is great. I think it's probably up there as a kind of the top top echelons of the of the picks he could have made. John Moxley has twenty five points this season himself already. Uh, in the top four of the kind of AEW shows, so uh, I can't fault that at all. Considering I think Kenny Omega hardly has, uh, nowhere near as much as what uh, John Boxley has on the twenty-five points. Anyway, I think this this probably became a bit of a no-brainer for for Tom. Yeah, uh, looking at it at first, I was like, surely Kenny Omega was a good choice to keep, but um, I'm not seeing. A high score from Kenny Omega at all. I can't, I can't even find him on the, the list of wrestlers, Jack. Um, but must be quite low down. Um, but yeah, John Moxley gets transferred out as a tag team. You've got to jump at them before somebody else takes them. And I think, I think the trouble is when people transfer people out of the team, a lot of people ignore it or forget about them, as if they're not there. They're not an option. And um, I think. This has been one of the cases where it's been capitalised on, and I don't blame him for making a choice, to be honest. No, it was never need to be made. And then uh, Gary transferred out Jamie Hater, who lost the women's world title uh, for, for AEW to, to Tony Storm, and has brought in the, 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 the mass attacker in, in NXT, the Blair Davenport. Now, uh, she, she, she's only been featured a couple of times so far in NXT as well but I suspect with, with that kind of happening there's a big programme going forward for her and uh, with, with Jimmy Hater not going to feature as much anymore and this will be a kind of good a good pick for Gary to get to get those kind of wee points here and there to help with his t- title challenge cause Yeah I, I, I like this a, t- uh, a lot I like this a lot uh, Jimmy Hater obviously been off she she won't scores nowhere near as much as she used to uh, with losing the title as you said Jack Blair Gavenport seems to be quite heavily uh, talked about and featured on NXT last couple of weeks and I think that's not going to stop going how the programmer uh, programmed her so uh, I'm really big on this pick Jack um, I think this was do well for Gary he got exactly what he wanted out of Jamie Hater the points are now uh, drying up and he made the correct decision to change and then David Campbell took a risk with this one transferred out an appearance point to get a form of Julia Hart who was featured with the House of Black and when when the Queen made a return Charlotte Flair he thought I've got to go get her Charlotte Flair is now part of the of David Campbell's team Uh, she's got one point this season so far with the appearance she had last week Um, Seems to have kind of inserted herself straight into the kind of Bianca Belair and Asuka title scene. I think Charlotte Flair is always going to be a valuable commodity in the draft. 
do you think from now until the end of the season that pick will work out for him compared to Julia Hart? I think Charlotte will follow a similar role where she's a, a peer skater. She'll show up weekly. Um, I don't think she'll wrestle much, but the kind of programmer is a bit of a face just now, so she might wrestle a little bit more. Uh, we'll have to see with that. Uh, she's not beating Asuka. She's not going to win it between now and then. I don't think that will happen. But the opportunity for it to happen is there. It could happen. I just have my doubts. Um, I think where uh, David is on the table, he can afford to make risks. And if he doesn't make risks, he won't win this season. So uh, get rid of someone safe like Julia Hart for somebody with high pot- with potential, but still fairly safe. I can't uh, fault that, to be perfectly honest. I think that's a good draft, considering he was drafting, what, 10th up? So... Yeah, I don't fault it. And then, and then I think uh, point scoring wise, we, we've said Chris Statlander's probably the best transfer, but this just in general is the best transfer that could be made. Bad Bunny done his job for Matt Smith has been transferred out for the man that was rumoured to appear at, at Money in the Bank in SummerSlam, Logan Paul. So also this was made at the start of the of the Monday before Raw, right? And then on the Tuesday, we found out Logan Paul's appeared on Raw next week. What a, what a master stroke by Matt Smith to get Logan Paul. So, uh, so there's either two things here, right? Either Matt, as, as we know, has been partial to doing doing it for uh, the banter, the the wild the wild west shots when it comes to drafting, or he knows someone that knows something that we don't. So <laughs> either way, I'm happy. This is what for. Um, I'm very pro Matt Smith in this season, so um, I'm all I'm all for it. I'm all for it. I love it. Uh, I just hope he's even if he doesn't heavily feature, he's gonna get more points than he would have a bad buddy anyway. So I'm totally for it. Totally for it. Well done, Matt. Ah, it's class. And that, that rounded up the first day of the transfers. The uh, only person not to make a, a transfer was Chris Lopez, uh, obviously sitting pretty at the top of the table. Why do you fucking need to? You know what I mean? So that's that, that's how it is. So we went on to we went on to day two, and uh, a man with kind of little direction and on SmackDown right now uh, found himself exiting Ross's team as he took away uh, big Bobby Lashley and brought in the current TNT champion that seems to be having a decent run who is defending the title tonight against Lutrosaurus uh, nonetheless uh, Wardlow now given th- with the curse of the TNT title I, I don't think I think that the, the curse has already struck Scott I don't think it's going to strike twice I think that Wardlow is going to be a really good get for Ross did you just call me Scott? I, I said it struck once for Scott I said I don't think it's going to strike twice for, for Ross because Wardlow's only in 24 points yeah. uh, Bobby Lashley was was nowhere near he was only in 7 points for the season so it's a, a bit of a no-brainer for Ross to kind of make that pick Yeah, um, I, I totally get why the decision was made uh, I think Wardlow may look at a bit earlier than but I think maybe Ross shouldn't be able to get Wardlow considering day 2 uh, the, the Tuesday after every day, like most people make changes, I think I'm surprised he got them. But regardless, um, you'll be happy with that choice. The only worry, as you said, is that kind of cast the TNT title. I do feel that this uh, title reign will be longer, but I said that with the last one, so we'll just wait and see because I just do not trust AEW booking at all when it comes to titles. <laughs> so, <laughs> I hope it works out for him, but uh, I do have my natural fears. 
And then the, the, the next transfer that took place, Andy Mitchell, uh, transferred out of Athena and got zero points. She's just been featuring exclusively on Ring of Honor. Maybe she'll start getting a wee feature on Collision here and there, but he's, she's out of the team anyway. And she's, he's, he's brought in Ivy Nile, part of, the, part of the Diamond Mine. has been getting a few matches in NXT here and there. I think any transfer he made of Athena was going to be an upgrade. Even if this, I feel, will be a small upgrade, it's an upgrade nonetheless. Yeah, I fully agree. I think this is a good change that had to be made. Um, the fact that he waited to day two to change his team as opposed to Ricochet is a little surprising. But I think he maybe wanted to jump the CM Punk wagon early and then uh, capitalise on um, getting a female pick later on because there will be more options. I think there's a fair option of women still left in any of these rosters. So um, I think it's a good change. And I, and I think about it, it's a decent time to make the change. Uh, Ivy Nile has got 12 points for this season so far so I think a, a, a 120% increase pretty much or it's probably even fucking more than that I don't know I can't do maths but either way it's, it's, it's tenfold like even 12 points what, how that could mean to, to Andy's season so it, it made a bunch of sense uh, for Ross next Ruby, Ruby Ross Brady Ruby Soho was transferred out not having the best of seasons but Amari saying like gamble on that's made an appearance on Dynamite seems to be exclusively going to be on Collision as well the, the Redeemer the, the Miro has made his way back into the draft right he's got one point so far as I said he's wrestling tonight be hoping maybe uh, a, a dominant display of squash matches and Collision coming up and get we three points every week that'd be good for us really yeah, I think this would be good. Um, he's also heavily featured in the AEW Collision intro as well, which is, I think, in general, a good sign going forward. Uh, obviously, Miro's not had a great few years when it comes to booking. And both companies, to be honest with you, if we're going to stretch it that far back, uh, I think this is a chance for him to uh, capitalise and take advantage with uh, Collision. So I understand Ross Brady's uh, change here. I'm totally for it. And then that, that, no one else did a transfer on the Tuesday and only one transfer occurred on the on the Wednesday. Uh, Ryan, Indy Hartwell, obviously, was transferred by Ross uh, McLeod at the start. One of the big call-ups from the draft from NXT seems to be going to be a big part of the way going forward, but it didn't come soon enough for, for Ross, unfortunately. So he had to make the transfer out and he brought in Meechan Mia Yim, who's now part of SmackDown with the, with the OC with AJ Styles. I think Indy Hartwell also did a, uh, didn't get enough appearances that he possibly would have liked. But Mia Yim's got six points so far. So maybe not a like for like signing, but it depends on how the way he's featured from here on out. Uh, yeah, well, I, I think Indy Hartwell stuff, as you said, um, not worked the way that he wanted to. But I think Mia Yim's on television now. And the Hartwell's not on now, and you want you can't lose weeks. We don't know how long it will take till the way show up. So, and Mia Yim's obviously involved with AJ Styles, Karen Crossfield, uh, with overlap with Scarlett and Mia Yim. So it makes total sense if it has changed. Not many weeks left. You got to get all the points in, and you can't afford to wait on zero um, on low scorers. So I understand the change. I I think Indy Hartwell is still injured as well because she had to relinquish the title. Yes. The next women's title team. So it's. It's not worked out for him, and that's the end of Wednesday. But we get to Thursday now, and Thursday's the day that we can all transfer in between each other. And I'll I'll talk first before I think we'll talk about kind of the 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 most reactive uh, transfer that occurred. It certainly stirred up a lot of 
chatter and talk between the, 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 the chat. But I think for the first time in the draft, we did see a double transfer. Scott transferred out uh, Takeshita and Candice LeRae to the current leader of the draft, Chris Lopez, who gave Scott, Chris Jericho and Cora Jade. I think there's only one winner out of this trade, Ryan. I think that is Scott. I don't know why Chris Jericho and Cora Jade would have left uh, Chris Lopez's team. That's a bit confusing. I know Chris Jericho's losing every few days in, but he's, he's all over dynamite every week. And Candice the race harder there, and you don't really know what's going to happen with Takeshita. And Cora Jade is one of the big players in NXT. I guess it's just maybe Chris Lopez flexing on us that he can win the team, win the yeah. season without having a, a, a fully performing team. I don't think it's a flex. I, I really hope it is because I'm all for Chris Lopez doing well. Uh, I just I think this is the kind of classic. I've got my toys, but I want your toy. And then you forget about your toy. So you, you give away what you really should have to get something that's not as great. I think he's, he saw the points of Chris Jericho and then went, but I want to catch her because of what's happening to television just now. So he's, he's had to throw away Chris to get to catch her. And I, I, I it's not the it's not the greatest for me. I think this is one of these classic like um could be an absolute nothing trade uh, uh, change where nothing happens. Uh, but I think this is gonna work, as you said, in Scott's favour. He'll be happy to get rid of Candice Lurie for Cora Jade for sure. Um uh, and getting Chris Jericho can never be uh, a problem when it comes to AEW because he's always he's either gonna be commentary or he's featured in a ring or a ring side, any form he's going to He's gonna. You will be there, Jack. He will be there. So, um, of course. Yeah, I think I'm. In, I'm in Scott's side in terms of favorability with this uh, double trade. And now I would say the the big one that's a card for 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 backstory. David Campbell is trying to play fiddle to try and fleece fleece you of uh, Bianca Belair for Bailey and get as many points as possible. Uh, try to use me in that too, but then you 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 kind of cut out the middleman saw that I made a transfer for Tony Stark and offered me Bianca Belair for Tony Stark now also Bianca Belair was your first round pick I I then provided reasons as to why I maybe wanted some compensation with it where there was no clear direction with what Bianca Belair was doing uh, you were you were looking for someone as a consistent points scale because you weren't sure as well so I got five points in Bianca Belair from you for Zoe Stark I think I've won massively out of this trade you think you've won massively out of this trade? At what at what point did the kind of were the discussions with David Campbell for Bailey? Did you think no, I think Zoe's a good asset to have in my team here? And do right, you right. still stand it by being the right choice to give up five points to Bianca Belair for her? With hindsight, I think it was a good choice, Jack. But going off programming last night, it's not a good choice. Well, I'll tell you exactly what happened, right? For people that don't know, I publicly put out whoever Jack offers a trade for, I'll offer five extra points for. And David was straight at me and he literally told me who he was dealing business with. That's like number one rule. You don't tell people what you're doing with other people when it comes to transfers. It's all hush-hush. You don't tell people things. So he literally told me and proved to me that you were dealing with them. And I went, and you try to get me to trade Bailey and 15 points no way am I ever doing that trade. So I went, so we thought it's a better choice than Bailey by far. So I went to you instead. 
Um, I was worried about where Bianca was in the cards. I wanted rid of Bianca. I, did, I just it was a risk worth taking. A mid table, Jack, or upper mid table. I wouldn't win with Bianca in her current state. So I went for Zoe, who's involved with Trish Stratus, who's prominent in television. Bianca might not come back. I could have scored nothing from it. She was my previous captain, so I had to make the change. Um, I feel like giving you five points, I didn't want to do. But it was, it was, it was, it was just compensation for the risk. It worked out in your favour getting the five points as well. well. That's fine. I can admit that. But I still think going forward, Zoe is not the worst choice in the world. And either way, if I get Bianca, I probably don't win the season. Anyway, if I keep, if I get Zoe, it doesn't work out. Nothing's changed. So I made that I made that jump. If it doesn't work, it doesn't work. So that's my kind of position on it. I think it's worked out for you. As, uh, now that we saw what's happened in SmackDown, we're getting involved with the title, um, like trifecta. But I don't think she's going to win it. But uh, we'll have to see going forward. I think Zoe's a safe choice for me, and I'm happy with it. As long as you're happy with it, Ryan, I, that's absolutely fine. I think. Yeah. Uh, I think the kind of the obviously the reason you provided is also it's sound for yourself. It's it's more the your first round pick you didn't have the faith in to carry to the end, which I think is quite quite a statement to make for someone that's been drafted in halfway through. Yeah, uh, when we get into those stocks, we'll, we'll see if it pays off. I I feel that I'm very happy with with with, with getting Bellier. I don't think I'm going to win this season either, but I think I have. Showing why I get called the transfer window expert and making that trade, maybe I think I, on on the face of it, I've managed to essentially trade out someone injured of Liv Morgan and get your best performing team member of Bianca Belia into my team. I think I've, I think it's it's it, looking at it like that. I've, I've maybe kept my namesake of of how well I've done in the transfer window. Uh, but we move on because we've only got we've only got one more day of the drafting, which is on Friday. And uh, Ross, the, the homosexual chocolate, is not going to have Omos in it anymore. He's he's traded them out, and we we saw at the very first transfer was made Moxley and Claudio need to get a new tag team. And along with the OC theme, he now has AJ Styles, Mia Yim, and the OC in his team. He's got the full faction, and this this. It's a, I'd say it's a risk taking it, but Ross is in a, is in a position where he's not going to win the champion the title anyway. So why not take the risk? How do you see a full faction performing in one person's team? I think it could be very hit and miss uh, with these things because if if one week don't miss out, that's that's so many people that don't score three in one week. Uh, I do think I don't think that will happen. Though. I think that be a case where they're going to be showing up and prominent with um, the Garden Cross AJ still feud, but. As we saw, they weren't kind of there for last night's SmackDown. So I hope that's not a running theme for going for Ross. But again, he doesn't have anything to lose here. He's not in a position to be... Uh, um, he's not in a position to be um, winning much anyway. So he's got to make changes that might work for him. And if they don't, nothing changes. Risk-free in that sense. So I, I totally I totally understand it. And he needed a tag team change because yeah. obviously he put out his tag team. So the OC is a decent choice for that. And then the, the, the final transfer that's been made is is Tom Brock. Transfer to Gigi Dolan, our feud with uh, JC Jane's kind of finished. And I think with Collision in mind that he had, someone that's came back uh, from, from, from injury, uh, a big player in the AEW women's scene, probably going to be one of the, the prominent features of Collision when it starts. It's none other than Thunder Rosa. Uh, 
I don't know. I can, I can see the logic as to why the transfer is made. Don't know if it's going to work out as well as what he did, considering the season doesn't really have that long left. But maybe for a future season, Thunder Rosa could be better. Will it work out as well from the now? Maybe not as much as what he hopes. Yeah, um, generally I have high hopes for it. I think Tom's in that position where he's really close to where he wants to be. He's close to the top, but he's not quite there. Um, so he's, he's mid-table after transfer, sorry, so he's in seventh place, but he's, he's got to reach. He's got to go for a reach, and if Thunder Rosa does show up, she will be high up in that card. She will perform well, so I think Tom's going to the change. Gigi does not work out as well as he wanted to. He's got to take that risk. And I'm, um, I totally commend it, especially um, going with the last few weeks going, Jack. And that, that, that's, that's been all the transfers when we can take a look at the teams overall. Ross has taken a 20-point deficit in transferring four folk you, uh, new in. Uh, Tom Brock, Ross Brady, Andy Mitchell and yourself, Ryan, you've all taken a 10-point deficit. Scott, Matt, Hockney, Gary, Stephen, Grant and David Campbell have all taken a five-point deficit with their trade. And because I got five points off of you and with the trade I made, I've got a zero-point difference along with Chris Lopez. And then the, kind of the, 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 the big hitters have made one so far from the transfer window is myself and Scott. We've managed to gain two positions. Hockney's gained one. Uh, unfortunately, I and yourself and Tom have taken a two-point, two-placed loss uh, from, from where you were originally standing and everyone else is still in their same position so that's kind of how the table the table's looking at obviously it can still change there's still many transfers made tonight and tomorrow if at all but yeah that's 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 been our transfer window special Ryan how, how, how do you feel now going into the final few weeks um, I'm glad I get rid of the zero point scorer um, I'm, I'm still confident I can still do well I don't think I'm in a position to win but I'm willing to admit that now. I think I took a risk and it probably wouldn't work out, but I'm willing to admit it. So uh, I'm happy, but start planning for next season, I think, Jack. That's what I think I'm where I'm at. Uh, you've already you've already start you've already stopped development in your on your on your F one car and you're looking forward to the next season when you, <laughs> the new regulations I'll, might be in place. I pulled in for tires and I've just jumped out of the car. <laughs> <laughs> they're not they're not getting on you're just like you're done. Steer steer wheel off, you're out of here. Our team's already been relegated in the last couple, uh, month or so, Jack. I've suffered enough. <laughs> Go up with your head, Helen. Hi. That's, that's, yeah, that's, exactly. that's all it is. But uh, that's, that's all we've got for the show. So, obviously, uh, you can find us on Twitter, uh, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. Uh, we've got our website, Eat Your Sleep Suplex Retweet. Check out our full back catalogue there. We've got Central, we've got East Meets West feature shows every episode of Saturday Draft Live. Please, please find us out on that. Central will be, we'll be back soon and we'll be we'll have our wee SDL section on that as well. You'll find more about what's happening in the Listeners League. There'll be any other transfers that have occurred and how the, the table's looking. But for, for now, Ryan, thanks for joining on for the Wilbur edition and I'll, I'll, I'll see you at the pub later on tonight for a few drinks. Absolute pleasure, Jack. I'll be on the alcohol free, but I am looking forward to it. <laughs> Excellent. We'll catch you later on. Have a, have a good weekend, folks. See you later. Podcast Network.